All right, what is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. This is a this is a like a, a sneak up episode we're doing here. Uh, Matt and I recorded yesterday on Thursday uh, around noon. While that was going on, the Fed Chairman Powell was uh, at a setting hearing, I believe, answering questions from the Senate, talking about Bitcoin, and then just less than ten hours later, Donald J. Trump, uh, our Orange President tweeted out uh, about Bitcoin and Libra. He does not like them. Uh, we're joined by, obviously, Matt O'Dell, and uh, we've got a guest, a special guest, uh, a reoccurring, very special guest, Murad Mamadov. Gentlemen, how are we? What's up, freaks? Hey, guys. Nice to be here once again. Um, Jen, Matt. Murad, he fucking did the tweet. We've been talking it about that. Uh, we've been talking about the, the Trump Bitcoin tweet for, for so goddamn long. It happened last night was not expecting it at all i was caught completely off guard uh and matt you you seem to be missing in action while all this was going on what uh what happened yeah i was recording with you when powell was speaking the chairman of the fed and then we dropped that and then i so i saw we saw those comments afterwards and then i was recording with the boys from pov crypto uh our boy christian and uh david hoffman who's uh the resident eth head over there and we had like a great debate. We were having a great debate about, I mean, my feeling is that if the U.S. bans Ethereum, if they make it illegal or they try and force KYC, then Ethereum is fucked. And basically his argument was that that would never happen. And then meanwhile, the president of the United States is like tweeting out, tweeting out this, uh, this shit at the same exact time. So was, I think it'll be highly relevant. I'm, I'm excited for them to drop that episode. I think the freaks will like it. Um. Yeah, so let's jump full into it. I got the Trump tweet up right now. I'm not a fan of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, which are not money, and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air. Unregulated crypto assets can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activity. Similarly, Facebook Libra's virtual currency uh, will have still standing... Uh, will have little standing or dependability, excuse me. If Facebook and other companies want to become a bank, they must seek a new banking charter and become subject to all banking regulations, just like other banks, both national and international. We have only one real currency in the USA, and it's stronger than ever, both dependable and reliable. It is by far the most dominant currency anywhere in the world, and will always stay that way. It's called the United States dollar. Gentlemen, let's dissect the gravity of this moment of this these these string of tweets. Murad, let's start with you. So first of all, I think this is a lot more bearish Libra than it is bearish Bitcoin. That's first of all, and that's because um, obviously Bitcoin essentially transcends law in many ways, and it transcends regulation, and it transcends uh, essentially authority. And, and, and various kinds of control. So there's really no CEO or no legal department that, uh, or any kind of charter really, that, um, that the government could enforce against Bitcoin. And that's not to say that they can do anything at all, but I think in the short to medium term at least, uh, they definitely have orders of magnitude more uh, avenues to use against Libra and Facebook and any of these corporate shitcoins than they do against Bitcoin. So that's first of all. Second of all, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, both what we saw from Donald Trump and what we saw from Powell, in my mind, is bullish. 
because essentially we are seeing global scale acknowledgement. Uh, not only that Bitcoin exists, but at least that it is a money candidate. And um, it, this to me just means that Bitcoin continues to ascend on this evolution from being just this kind of digital toy to actually becoming a currency. Whether Trump uh, supposedly on paper or uh, believes that it is a viable currency or not doesn't matter. The fact that there's even uh, words currency and Bitcoin in the same sentence uh, coming from the mouth of who is arguably the number one most powerful person in the world um, is to me an acknowledgement um, to a great extent. And uh, what we saw, I guess that's a, kind of a next topic and I'm running a little bit uh, ahead of myself, but what we saw take from as, Powell take as much time as is, you need is, is even is an even greater acknowledgement um, because he essentially said that Bitcoin is digital gold. It's used as a store of value. I don't know who or how else uh, could have said what to sound kind of more bullish. Um, and really, they gave it a sign of of this great symbolic improvement, really, in my mind. So irregardless of what happens to Bitcoin in the short to medium term, uh, this is a huge stepping stone, really. And now it's kind of in the minds of the collective unconscious. Once again, I think when it comes to Bitcoin, we've seen time and time again through the cycles, any attention is good attention. And this is essentially the greatest attention you could receive. Holy shit. This is bullish as fuck, right? It's ridiculous. It's insane. I couldn't even, the, the Powell comments alone. He, he literally called it alternative to gold. He said it's a speculative store of value were his words. I, I kind of wonder if, if the Trump tweet was, was kind of triggered by those comments um, because, you know, it, we've been waiting for this tweet for a long fucking time. And uh, it happened, what, 10 hours, 10 hours after Powell publicly said it? Yeah, no, it seemed uh, too perfect almost to have that hearing into that, that tweet thread. So I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it uh, influenced the Twitter thread. And a lot of people are speculating whether or not that was even Donald that wrote that or some advisor who crafted yeah, that, do you think that thread. It? Do you uh, think he wrote it? I would be surprised if he's as uh, as debriefed on the intricacies of, of Bitcoin and Libra uh, t to, to be as coherent as he was in that thread. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, was, it, was at least, it was at least edited heavily, right? Because, I mean, it was a pretty coherent tweet thread. Um, he actually said Bitcoin, which is nice. Unlike uh, unlike Brian Armstrong and crew who never say it. We got we got uh, a dog somewhere. I think it's Murad's dog. Yeah. So, um, sorry guys, one second. My my dog is acting wild. It's okay. Your dog's um, bullish, obviously. <laughs> so, I am pretty confident that Trump doesn't uh, that hasn't written this tweet. I, I, frankly, I don't believe he writes his tweets like in general. Um, he definitely writes some. Uh, he definitely writes some, but this one in particular, first of all, I think a lot of what he says on social media is carefully manufactured uh, and deliberately in certain ways uh, by a team of highly intelligent people. Um, and I would also say that um, this tweet in particular, I'm close to 95% confident that he didn't write because it was way too nuanced uh, to, to be written by him. And it, it, it just showed too much knowledge um, to, to, to be written by him once again.
Yeah, and it's uh, I I would completely agree. And to stay like on the topic of like having handlers and people tweeting for him, it's like interesting to see uh, what just being in the office of president has forced him to sort of uh, to posture, like the way he postures now. So here's a tweet from September 29th, 2011. 2011. September 29th, 2011, from Donald J. Trump at Real Donald Trump. The Fed's reckless policies of low interest and flooding the market with dollars needs to be stopped or we will face record inflation. Um, so somebody who, and there's many other tweets of the sort throughout the years of Donald calling out the Fed, and it's just funny that now he's a pre- sitting president. He has to posture this way uh, for the sake of the country. Uh, even though it pretty obviously, if you go through the history of his principles, maybe he's changed his mind. I highly doubt it. Um, but it seems that it's the exact opposite of what he's what he's been saying throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin. Well, first of all, he's known for his like 3 a.m. toilet bowl tweets. Right. So like I was I was kind of hoping our Bitcoin tweet was going to be one of those. But I'm, I'm like fine with a handler doing it. You know, like a nice coherent tweet about how Bitcoin is a major threat to uh, America's financial dominance. Like that's pretty good publicity. Yeah, no, like Murad said, all publicity is good publicity. Um, and I think he left some room to like backstep, right? Because he, he told um, Zuckerberg to get a banking charter. And that's what I said. Like, and Murad talked about this as well, like, there was like an overt omission of an action against Bitcoin. He's just saying he didn't like it. He wasn't saying how he was going to follow up or anything. But with Libra in particular, it was get a fucking banking charter. You're not going to. It's not going to happen. I mean, this is what we've been saying about Libra f- for a while now, right? It's like, first of all, the only way it launches is if they bend the fucking knee, uh, and then and it's that's why it's clearly not a competitor to Bitcoin. Like this is why Bitcoin shines. Um, I'd like to touch on two points here. I think the first point is, uh, does Trump own Bitcoin? And then the second point is, is, is this bearish for altcoins? You know, there's so much more centralized than Bitcoin. Uh, if the U S government decides to really do something here, if they're really trying, if they're really waking up, like that could be an issue. Um, does Trump own Bitcoin? I don't know. We we definitely think that uh, people within his family tree own Bitcoin. I would be very surprised if there's nobody hodling uh, in his extended family and, and network. Is this bad for all coins? I, uh, I would think so. I mean, again, like he, there was an omission in his tweet about action that he could bring against Bitcoin um, and some pretty clear... Uh, sort of actionable items that could be brought against Libra. And uh, yeah, if you have like an Ethereum foundation or um, uh, a very illiquid small market cap uh, altcoin that is pretty centralized uh, from from the beginning, whether it was pre-mined or an ICO, probably not looking good for you. Thoughts, Murad? Um, I think... So first of all, like I'm pretty bearish alts in general, irregardless of what Trump may or may not have done. It definitely adds uh, a new dimension in the sense that decentralization will increasingly be tested and will increasingly be important and valued. Uh, No one cares about decentralization right now, as we've previously discussed many times. But once people actually start kind of attacking leaders of systems, 
then people will like the market will uh, respond to that damage, right? And um, I think alts will continue bleeding against Bitcoin for the foreseeable future. We may have these kind of tiny alt seasons, like a couple of weeks at, at most, I think, uh, in the coming years. But um, I do think the market is maturing. I think uh, there is a flight to quality. The last three or four months have proved that. Um, I mean, really, we will see fewer and fewer cryptocurrencies that will continue to exist, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I think so. Yeah. I think like when it comes to like when it comes to like websites or, or standard centralized companies or, or any of any of those other phenomena, uh, like as time goes by, you get more and more of them. Right. But I think when it comes to money, um, really like time is valued by the market if, as in, inefficient as it is. And really, um, a lot of people think, oh, it's the next next thing that we should find It's the next big thing we should find. But really, I think. Uh, when it comes to these kind of store of value candidates uh, ha being in existence for years without uh, with like few bugs and, and standing the test of time, um, I think like people who control money around the world are at the end of the day uh, very intelligent uh, and they will appreciate kind of qualities like this. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that in that respect. I just I guess it matters what your definition of exist is, right? Like. If there's like, I guess, like a meaningful, like a, a meaningful level of like liquidity or usage. Like, yeah, then they, then they definitely, there, well, there won't be as many. This is, um, this is something I've been harping on all year. Like Mirad just alluded to, uh, 10 years in the wild, I think is a huge mile marker for Bitcoin. It was a huge mile marker. And, and the fact that we hit the 10 year mile marker at, at the bottom of a bear market around like 3,500, 3,300, wherever it was, uh, and then have since rebounded from there. What were we at, 400% this year? Um, I think that's signaling to the market, like, all right, this thing is not going anywhere. And then you look at the, the overarching landscape of its competitors and you see where they are in a state of, uh, in regards to how far along they are in decentralization, network effects, liquidity. And it almost, I mean, I don't want to jinx it or, or like, jump, like, jump the jump the gun here but it's like almost like is it worthwhile to even to attempt to bootstrap a network against bitcoin like what point at what point does that happen and are we getting close to that um who knows yeah i mean i think 10 years is a huge mental mental thing for humans you know it's like nine and a half versus nine and a half versus ten and a half years is like a major difference um you know i i just think that the cost of entry is is like really low for a shit coin like you anyway i could just spin we could spin one up during this episode if we wanted to right the hard part is actually getting usage which they never get but uh to think that like people aren't just going to like keep generating shit coins like i don't see why they wouldn't like you there's there's literally there's very very little cost unless you're doing like a you know, like a pre-mined ICO, all this garbage that you have all this organizational overhead and you're like based in the United States and you got a bunch of hedge funds investing in you, like that'll probably all go away. But like if you're just launching like a POW shitcoin, like well, there's nothing to lose there. You might as well just launch it. Yeah, we'll see. Let's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this plays out right now. 
alts are bleeding uh, against Bitcoin. Ethereum just broke the uh, the twenty the two hundred fifty bit floor against Bitcoin, so it's uh, trading at point zero two three six right now, I believe. So that point zero two five area was heavily watched by um, a lot of people looking at that chart, and in a crash through there, and Ethereum's sort of the leader of the alts. So we'll see how uh, how how low it goes. But let's bring it back to the Trump tweet and like the the sort of implications of him mentioning Bitcoin and Powell mentioning Bitcoin. Do you guys see any other state leaders or central bankers sort of racing to comment or posture? And if so, um, do you think anybody comes out against it? Obviously, China's banned Bitcoin a bunch of times, but um, do you think anybody reacts to Trump's Trump's talking about Bitcoin? So, I mean, I I think this is like really the the is going to be looked back as like the first entrance of Bitcoin, like in the like the global political landscape and like for posturing and these trade wars and whatnot. Um, I do think just to go back, I do think that Trump owns Bitcoin still. I think he's at like I'm like a 70 to 80 percent sure. I'm like 98 percent sure Jared Kushner owns Bitcoin. Um, And I, I think that if you do own Bitcoin in your Trump, like this is exactly like the type of posturing you would do, right? You would like shit on it. You'd see if you could crash the market a little bit, maybe throw some bids in. And then when you realize like you can't, like he'll, he won't have Bitcoin until he has Bitcoin, right? And then all of a sudden he has Bitcoin. Um, but uh, I mean, look, we look at other world leaders. They're already like kind of hidden posturing around Bitcoin. Um, you know, like a Putin probably owns some Bitcoin. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the Chinese leaders own it. It's speculated that Kim Jong-un owns some, um, that they have some major operations there where they're trying to accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. Iran is another big one. Venezuela probably has a decent amount at this point. So, like, it should be really, really interesting, especially if, if you're dealing with Trump and Trump goes against it then maybe you're even more incentivized to publicly broadcast support for Bitcoin. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were uh, um, joking about on Twitter yesterday is that uh, the libs are going to start buying Bitcoin uh, in spite of Trump. Yeah, if you hate Trump, you should love Bitcoin. Fight back. Your protests don't matter as much as buying Bitcoin. Just buy Bitcoin and fuck Trump. It's a peaceful protest, too. Exactly. Thoughts, Murad? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, it's. I, I think if you are one of those people who hates Trump, then I guess it's what's logical for you to do right now is to go out and buy some Bitcoin because uh, apparently he opposes it, right? So um, I would also say that I don't think that this is going to have any geopolitical implications quite yet. Um, I think a lot of kind of the powers that be right now still um, think that Bitcoin is kind of a joke. Um, but this is definitely, as I've said, a huge stepping stone in, in, in that direction. Yeah, Matt, if uh, what you're saying is true and he was just posturing to see if it could crash the market. And I actually think like the way he phrased it sort of left uh, left it open-ended like i'm not a fan of bitcoin and i was just thinking not yet you aren't um and maybe this was like his like actually let's not give him credit for playing like 40 chess or anything but like just strategically 
making it known that the U.S. is thinking about Bitcoin um, and maybe posturing to citizens that they're forward thinking and and may. Uh, well, it's it's really quite um, it's really quite uh, interesting how on one hand he says that the United States currency is the strongest currency in the world. But on the other hand, every single day he calls for Fed to ease more. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is like, how do you reconcile that? Yeah, no, but it's it's crazy that monetary policy is getting. I mean, obviously, it's been talked about for well over a decade now since the uh, 2008 crisis, but it's be getting more critically um, talked about in the mainstream. Like this morning, CNBC, they were like Joe Joe Squawk was talking about Bitcoin and shitting on Libra again. Um, but his co-host like brought up the fact that all central banks in the world are are working to devalue their currencies. So like a str- sound currency like Bitcoin in this age sort of makes sense. Um, so like even on CNBC, they're they're bringing up these ideas that were taboo to share on, on the mainstream. That was the most bullish mainstream media segment I have ever seen on Bitcoin. They even they even showed the price chart. They were like, it's up two percent since he made the tweet. Like the Bitcoin not not only didn't give a fuck, it's going up on it, you know. And then they and then Joe is just completely completely woke now. Um, I mean, that's the kind of knockoff effects we get from this Trump tweet, right? Because not only was Bitcoin trending last night, um, but now all the mainstream media is not, needs to talk about it. Um, all the all the a lot of the mainstream media hates Trump, so they're like kind of pigeonholed where they have to like talk positive about Bitcoin, which is kind of fantastic. Um, and then and then like the conservative media is already like pro Bitcoin, right? So all of a sudden, Bitcoin just like jumped up a bunch of notches in terms of public appeal just from this one tweet. Now, we've been talking uh, about this tweet for a while now. And again, dude, when it went off, and people were reacting to it and 10 minutes went by and I hadn't seen anything from you. And then 20 minutes went by and, and nothing was going on. And then got to almost an hour. I was like, whoa, this dude, I felt bad. I felt uh, felt like you were missing your moment almost. You know, uh, they should have they should have done what happened earlier. They should just shut down Twitter until I got back online. You know, it was a little bit ridiculous that I, I like I opened up I opened up Twitter and like a ton of people, including you, were like tagging me You're like, Matt, where are you? What's going on? And then I saw you sent me a telegram message. You were like, Matt, are you OK? Is everything all right? It's fucking hilarious. Um, it is pretty crazy that we are right off a of bear market. We're up. 4x off the bottom, um, a bear market that was so brutal to some that Murad made a bet with us that August 1st, the price wouldn't be above $3,500. Now it's sitting at 11500 The most powerful person in the world, arguably, tweeted out negative things about Bitcoin and the price didn't fall at all. Like that is the most bullish fucking thing ever. Yeah, this uh, you guys are definitely winning this one. Obviously, um, <laughs> is it is it August first that it matures? Yeah. Yep. August. 1st. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess you win some. You win some. You lose some. <laughs> Matt, I guess you paid for the previous Korean barbecue, which was remarkable, by the way. But Delicious. I guess the the sushi is. Um, I'm gonna be the one footing the bill. Murad, what do you think about? The price, the price action, because you're like you're a resident uh, chart watcher. Uh, 
trader yeah, type. What are you seeing out there right now? Um, well, well, well. I think the collapse from thirteen hundred, uh, sorry, from thirteen thousand to eleven thousand, definitely broke some market structure. I think what's likely right now is that we're essentially going to go sideways for the next couple of weeks, if not the next couple of months, even. Uh, but really, I think um, on the off chance that we we go below ten thousand, I think it's a buy. Uh, for the time being, um, I'm kind of watching the situation. Probably be buying a little bit in the mid ten thousands to start. Uh, but for now, we're really kind of in the no no man's land in terms of the trading. If you if you put a percentage on on falling below ten k, what are you thinking? Um. I would say 55%. Oh, shit. So I think, so we've been seeing, have you noticed lately, we've been seeing uh, that as soon as the CME closes, the price price pops? Yeah. So there's someone, there's someone's playing games, right? Or a couple of people are playing games together. Uh, and what, the CME closes for 24 hours every Friday, right? Uh, so yeah. They're about to close. They closed in what? Four hours? Five hours? For twenty-four hours? Uh, let me check. I'm pretty sure. So, I'm yeah. kind of you know maybe I'm a little bit too bullish. I'm always fucking bullish, but I'm more bullish right now than I usually am. And I feel like thirteen k by Monday. That's what <laughs> I feel. Like CME closes, we're gonna gap that motherfucker, and you know we're just gonna go. Matt, why do you think that um, why do you think the Trump event is bullish in the short term? I I think a lot of people we've been talking a lot recently on, on both this pod and and in other conversations about how it feels like we don't have much new retail coming into the market. Um, it's it's mostly people that have stuck around um, and have bid up the price to this point. Uh, you can see that by both like Google search trends and also um, just in general, like I think that's probably one of the reasons why like the shit coins haven't had any kind of real action. Um, so this tweet is, is going to remind a bunch of people like Bitcoin exists and then they're going to look at the price and they're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that it's this high. Like I, that I thought it was dead. Like I didn't think it existed still <laughs> and and now it's it's still alive and thriving i got a i got a text okay fine i'm buying a bitcoin today after the trump tirade there uh, you go that's uh yeah so it has piqued some people's interest um yeah, yeah like so it's, it's it's really hard to it's really hard to say because on one hand you like as a let's say like, like you're a large portfolio manager at an institution right you don't want to you don't want the american government to like be very to suddenly become anti-bitcoin right you, you don't want that either but uh at the same time like still where we are right now that may just create a little bit more hype yeah i mean i don't think it was really an anti-bitcoin tweet like you said like he he was it was just like it wasn't like a, a we'll ban bitcoin type of thing it was like oh it's no threat it's not a good money um you know that was like kind of the route he went down and i feel like it's kind of a validation that the price didn't collapse right so like a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines are also like not even new people just people that have been watching are looking at it and they're like you know i thought i thought maybe like me personally obviously when we see bitcoin go up 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 
really quickly in a short amount of time. Um, there, there's less perceived support there, right? Like the price can come back down just as quickly as it goes up. And in this case, it's like a perfect example of the, there being real support there because, I mean, immediately when the tweet happened, it dropped a little bit. The price dropped a little bit. And, but like not much, like what? It dropped like $200, $300 and then recovered. And now we're sitting like pretty much back where we were. Like that's a pretty insane validation of, of that there's support at, the, at these price levels. It seems pretty bullish to me. Um, I'm not a chartist uh, or going to predict week to week price, but um, I think this is definitely, I don't know, I don't even want to say bullish. It's just, it's just further legitimizes Bitcoin in the mind of the masses, like you said. Retail is going to be, it's going to be more on the top of their mind, on the top of the collective consciousness. Slowly but surely, uh, Bitcoin creeps further into the psyche of the masses. And we, I believe all three of us here believe it's somewhat inevitable because it's, it's a better technology and it is a better way of organizing uh, a monetary system in the digital age. Uh, so it's just a matter of time before people uh, come to understand it. And Bitcoin's going to do what it does and people's understanding is going to adapt to the way Bitcoin works. And um, the more we have presidents tweeting about it, uh, the more people who are aware of it and are looking it up and trying to learn more about it, the better. Every single major publication today had an article about the Bitcoin tweet or a segment or whatever. Every Everybody was talking about it. That is insane. That is absolute. I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't, my, this is where the stay humble part becomes important. Yeah, Trying stay to humble. stay humble. Yeah. Murad, before we wrap up here, do you have any parting notes for the freaks out there? Um, you know, to be completely honest, I think that this isn't um, going to have a huge effect on price action in the short term. Uh, I think kind of essentially the whales who um, affect the price the most, they're going to chat and joke about it on Telegram for a day or two. And then essentially, I think price is going to end up doing what it was going to do anyway. Bang, bang. 13K some by Monday. Some sober analysis there from Rob Mamadov. Before we leave... <laughs> We've got to give uh, give some credence. We got a shout out, uh, and our, a buddy from Twitter wants to remain anonymous. Said Tim Leary left us with the meme: "Turn on, tune in, drop out, and find the others." Shout out to Bitcoin for better facilitating step three for all of us, which could be drop out or find the others. I think it's I think step three and step four. It helps you to opt out and then find other like-minded individuals. So that's a very very good shout out. Thank you to our anonymous friend. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Um, that was the uh, the episode on the Trump tweet and uh, Chairman Powell's comments. Hope you freaks enjoyed. Peace and love. See you guys. <laughs>